Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's How you up, doing, Logan? Daniel? I'm great. Good. We're Good back to together. Yeah, it is. It's been a yeah, couple we weeks. are. We are. It has been a couple weeks. This microphone's all weird right now. Well, quit, quit touched it. Yeah, it's all uh, funky. Oh, here we go. Okay. Better, 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 better. This is awkward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's like leaning down into the microphone, <laughs> trying to be small. Okay. Because you're... Well, you tall. Quinn are about the same size. You're a little taller than Quinn. Yeah, I'm about 6'4". Quinn's like six foot, I think. Gosh, this is why I just only talk to you guys when I'm sitting down. How tall are you? Like 5'9". Yeah, so Daniel five, ten, if, five, Daniel in the office seems like not short in any way because he's always sitting down. <laughs> but you get I don't like to office. work too hard. <laughs> kind of hang out. Yeah, we take pictures together. I'm like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, well, how, how's things? How's life? Good. It's fantasy football season. Yes, I am so happy that. See when Quinn's on, here. we have to talk UK football, which I know nothing about. Well, uh, yeah. except for Will. Yeah, he's exactly. been on the show. Right, so that's about all I know. So I just I'm like Will. NFL, we can talk about because fantasy. There was football, one game last night already. NFL started last night, which is fantastic. I am it's so glad. Terrible though. I go to bed back. before the games are over. Yeah, I I know you don't really get into it that. Much. I don't even make it to halftime. You just get into the data and the stats afterwards. I do. You're like, wow, my person killed it. I, yeah, I have somebody that does okay. You, you had, had somebody that did okay though too. We both had a good good games last. We night. We both had good wide receivers last night that did well in the um in the Buffalo Rams game. But Buffalo looked really good. So doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the scores. But my Green Bay Packers play this weekend, so I'll be watching that for sure. Because you actually like, oh, I love you root football. for the Green Bay. Oh yeah, I'm really, really uh, root for Green Bay. So we'll see how they do this weekend. It's going to be you get your microphone year. sorted. Okay, it's better now. This is much better. Okay, good. Now I can actually look at you without <laughs> having to be all awkward. Okay, so uh, we do have a question today that we want to get to because it kind of goes down some rabbit holes and it's it's current. Um, so let's hear our question today on student loan forgiveness. D-I-Y! Hey, DOI Money. This is Carrie from Bayshore, New York. And my question is about student loan forgiveness. I currently owe about 15000 which I have saved in a high-yield savings account. I will qualify for the 20000 And because I made payments during COVID, I can request a refund, which would be about 5000 when I gave a call to my student loan provider, they were trying to tell me that the government would be sending me back that 5000 If I choose to request the refund through my student loan provider, it will delay the process. So my question is, is that true? I've never heard anything about the government sending me back money for the payments I made during COVID. It sounds like my provider is trying to scam me. Please help. Thank you. So this is a really good question because there's a lot of uncertainty and I think there's a lot of um, a lot of things with the student loan forgiveness that have not been ironed out that are really confusing um, and that I think there's not a lot of color on right now. I know in a previous episode, just a few episodes ago, Quint and I really talked about our feelings on student loans and, and what we thought of the forgiveness program and stuff. So Daniel, before we kind of get into 
this question. I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts because uh, I don't think you got to share them with the audience yet on on the student loan forgiveness because it's it's a big deal. Um, and I'm sure it affects a, a good portion. Actually, it affects all of our listeners if they pay U.S. taxes. Um, but it, it affects a good portion of our um, listeners. So what are, what are your thoughts on the student loan forgiveness? Yeah, there's many facets and, and kind of angles to it. Um, I've ebbed and flowed my sort of thoughts and you know personal feelings on it over time, which, I mean, personal feelings are blah. I mean, everybody can feel whatever they want on it. Right. Uh, that's not necessarily logic or, um, you know, constructive thoughts. So, you know, having a feeling over an economic issue is great, but feelings come and go. Uh, yeah, I think from a, a logic perspective, I think I would have liked to see our government do something with more direct economic impact if we were going to utilize... Uh, government funds okay and in in some way shape or form if you are forgiving debt it's not like it's not like you stroke a pen and money just goes away in some way shape or form that is funded some way somehow right so um that'll have a really big impact on a multitude of individuals and families which is exceptionally huge um so uh i feel for them i would have you know during the short time that we kind of had a couple student loans um, to float like the last bit of college. Sure, it would be great if those were forgiven. I used to love cereal. Then I contracted student loan debt, and now it's all I eat. You know, I congratulate those who had that. It's going to take a lot of strain out. I've done financial plans for people who have student loans and are, you know, just starting out in life. And I know in talking with them, it's going to be a huge, huge um, thing for them, and they'll be able to redirect some of those funds elsewhere, right? which is great. Now, if you're looking at our entire U.S. economy, uh, and you're you're looking at all the levers that we can pull uh, to kind of make our economy and our nation and, and all of that sort of better financially, is this the place I personally would have focused on this amount of funds? Probably not. Okay. Not because those people uh, who received forgiveness either don't deserve it or don't need it or whatever, but because you want to look at when you're looking at broader economy, you want to look at return on mm -hmm. the investment of the dollars that we're putting into the economy. Right. Um, you know, what, what that can really produce. And this is a pretty finite return, right? So we forgive loans uh, and then that money will either be redistributed into the economy through a spending or maybe some investments, things like that. Uh, but there'll be a pretty finite uh, kind of way that that's utilized uh, versus other ways that we could potentially invest in the economy through things like infrastructure, business development, things like that, yeah. um, jobs, et cetera. Okay. So, I mean, large scale, I would have loved something more along those lines. Um, micro scale, I think it's it's great for uh, people who are able to benefit from it. On a you know, fairness scale, there's always government programs that are going to prioritize some people uh, people with kids people. or whatever it is, and they yeah, I mean, you know, people with uh, married uh, people uh, historically have gotten you know some benefits. Yeah, people with kids get tax breaks because they have kids. Homeowners get tax breaks. Business, owners, you know, so there's all various elements of that. Now, obviously, this is you know legitimately debt forgiveness, etc., uh, and it does nothing to to fix the educational system, which is fairly expensive. Uh, fairly inaccessible to a lot of people yeah. without some level of debt, et cetera. 
not impossible. People get scholarships, work their way through like you did, et cetera. Um, but it doesn't fix the price and access to right. education and so forth. So um, that's... If anything, it kind of enables people to take out more loans in the future. I don't know for sure, but... Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're either going to school or sending your kids to the school in the future and going, oh, we'll take out more loans because the government has proved that they'll forgive them, just don't. Like, yeah, that's not that's, a great strategy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I really would be very cautious about using this as a precedent for future. Now, that doesn't mean that in the future they might not somehow nationalize an educational funding system of some sort, but we have a nationalized social safety net in social security and medicare and that's already controversial right and hard for them to figure out funding for yeah. so the realistic idea that someday they're going to figure out how to do that on the education front it's not happening anytime soon i don't think yeah. and that's not a political thing that's just i mean logic would say they need to figure out the retirement program that already exists and how to shore that up before they can figure out a big national education program and yeah i just don't now, sure, future administrations, maybe they forgive debt again. I don't know. I mean, if it has it happens a second time, then maybe start planning on it with precedent. But yeah, well, in the I, short term, I wouldn't go, hey, yeah, exactly. they're going to do that again in two years. Uh, I mean, in context, right? So during the housing crisis, they uh, at the bottom, yeah, bottom of the housing crisis around 2009-ish, they had um, rebates for people who, for first-time home buyers, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, for like two, maybe three years, they had rebate. If you bought a home, you got a rebate of a certain X amount of thousands of dollars to, to um, kind of support the housing market and compete first-time home buyers into homes, etc. They have not done that since, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the the hot button issues on where they'll subsidize and spend money, they just government, society, etc., m- moves from time to time, and it's just it ebbs and flows. Uh, you know, tax rates on high income individuals were much higher in the past than they are now. And, you know, there's various different tax deductions and tax breaks that shift and move. I would not, under any circumstances, use this forgiveness as precedence that this is the way that the government will go in the future unless they, unless it becomes a trend. And then obviously deal with the information you have, not the implications yeah. of what you think, you know the information you have yeah. is going to lead to necessarily. That's fantastic. See, this is why I love being on with you, Daniel, because Quint and I just build emotion on emotion and we kind of like just build on it and it, it gets amped up. But you're like bringing logic and, and, and reason to this issue. That is the voice of an angel. I can't even make eye contact with you right now. I really like that a lot. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. And, it, you know, something we talk about in the office quite often is, even with the forgiveness that's happening, it's going to be also another shift in the economy now that we're going to restart payments in January, which I would think there's no reason to kick that down the road anymore starting in January. Um, so those payments, start, who knows? Yeah. Who this knows? Is the second yeah. or third time that yeah. who uh, the administration has said, this is the final time that we're kicking down the road. Uh, so I don't think that they intentionally would want to kick it down the road anymore. Uh, the one thing that will trip that up and potentially make them kick it down the road is if they can't figure out the the logistics of this forgiveness by January 1. True. So that when they turn it back on, the forgiven amount is out and they're not accruing in people, individuals are not accruing interest on amount that is eventually going to be forgiven. Um, I well, could see that being like, oh, well, what we actually need until March or April to, to get this all, sort out the forgiveness. Out. Well, and I mean, I think that brings us back to Carrie's question of all the different logistical aspects of forgiveness and also 
the government did did come out and say if you made payments during the frozen period mm-hmm. that we would reimburse those payments. So what's your understanding of, of what's come out so far and what parts do you still not Yeah, know about? so the administration kept a really tight circle on the deliberations and decisions for this until it was released. Um, the upside of that is, you know, they wanted to do, my impression is they wanted to really do diligence and figure out how this works, right? Uh, and make a decision on it without a lot of the extra static. Obviously, yeah. we knew a little bit about what was coming uh, coming down, but it was pretty guarded, right? Mm-hmm. So the downside of that, there wasn't a lot of prep and communication on this. So uh, in sim- let's do a comparison, right? Uh, Apple just had a news conference this week. News conference, present, whatever they yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, presentation. Right, event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they released their new iPhone. Okay, like mm-hmm. the iPhone... Uh, 14. 14, I think, yeah. Okay, so iPhone 14 comes out. The n- very next morning, I get uh, promotional emails from third-party case makers about they now have, like, ready to go the yeah. iPhone 14 case. Okay, so even Apple, which is guarded in secrecy and everything, whether it's leaked or whether, you know, they collaborate. I don't know how it actually works behind the scenes, but a third-party case provider is already ready to promote and start taking orders, whatever. Yep. They've got their s- supply chains broken, right? But they have the supply chain ready so that when you uh, buy an iPhone 14 in a couple weeks, that um, these cases are ready. The administration did not do that in no, this case not at all. with student loans. So they announced it, and the student loan servicers and the whole system is kind of like, okay, yeah. So how uh, does that work? Yeah, and I don't think, I honestly don't think a lot of them know still to this point, and, and that don't. could be part of it of... And that's you what know. we see in this question, right? Right, yeah. So, you know, and uh, from what I've heard anecdotally from a couple people and, and what I've read from other experiences is people are having to call their student loan providers multiple times, talk to multiple people. And really the student, student loan providers just don't know and they don't know, uh, in, in some cases they don't really know and they don't know what date they can say they will know, which is just kind of tough. So at some point along the line, there will be a way to either apply for forgiveness or have it granted to you at they're gonna have to you're gonna have to press a button somewhere right i don't yeah. think it's going to be one of these like where they sent out checks and it just shows up right it automatically is so every indication account. is saying you're gonna have to type in a box press a button or do something to get some kind of forgiveness right so we know that part we don't really know i think we don't know yet this is evolving very quickly right um we don't know yet what that website looks like if it's at your service or if it's at the government whatever right um, we do know that they'll refund or rebate payments that have been made. That should be on the servicer side, but I don't know that we know for sure exactly where. I don't know or have not heard yet what uh, this particular servicer has said where the government is mysteriously going to send you money for that. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. Like they just put it into your bank account or something, but I, I don't know. Who knows? It could. And depending on the program and how the loan structured and who your servicer is, maybe there's a, a conduit at which you do have to go to the government to get that rebate, whatever. But everything that I understand so far, and again, by the time you listen to this podcast, we could see news releases and instructions and stuff that has changed this. So, Everything I know so far when we're recording this this particular episode is the servicer is the one where all of that is going to happen through. And so you might have to call multiple times uh, over a couple of weeks to try to get a straight answer as they get more and more information on how it works. But it should happen. 
through that. And yes, you should get um, refunded for anything that you've paid on during the freeze up to that maximum amount. Now, uh, be aware that if you do take student loan forgiveness, uh, a couple states have either confirmed that they will tax that as income or have not said one way or the other, but their current legislation, the way that their rules are written, count loan forgiveness as um, as uh, taxable income. Now, the government yeah. changed the rules preemptively in hopes of working on this, that through 2025, on a federal level, that student loan forgiveness is not taxable. So yep. you're in the clear there on the federal tax, which is the higher probably from a lot of people. But on a state level, if you're in one of the five to 10 states that would potentially tax it, just keep aware that doesn't, I mean, if you have, if you're going to get 10 yeah, or, or 20,000 dollars forgiven, yeah. and that's going to potentially result in 500 or $700 in tax, that's a pretty good. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty still good. a pretty good deal. So I wouldn't fret too much over that. Just, you know, have a couple hundred bucks ready to pay the, um, to pay the tax man when you file your tax taxes. And depending on when student loan forgiveness happens, hopefully it happens by the end of the year, but if it doesn't happen until next year, then it'll be on the following year's taxes right. or whatever. So right. I don't know. What else do we know or not? We don't know a lot. We yet. don't know a lot. I mean, to be honest with you, Carrie, we, that's the majority of what we know right now. I think that um, Daniel or I, and we'll probably get additional questions about this, we'll come and continue to update you all about what's going on with the student loan forgiveness and, and what that looks like and, and how you can um, interact with your provider um, or the, the servicing of the, of the debt. And we'll just kind of give you an update on, on what we find out and what we learn. But we hope this helps, and, and we hope we kind of give some color to what's going on out there. And, and it is a confusing time. It's something that is going to get figured out eventually, um, but it's the government, so it could take a little bit. Yeah, and B, I mean, the one thing I would say is these are the type of things that emotions can run high in, and be patient. Realize that the person that you're calling is a employee working for a student loan servicer whose job was probably fairly boring for the last couple of years. Yeah. While things were on freeze, now all of a sudden they have three months to figure out a lot. And that particular person answering the phone has zero authority on right. the forgiveness and all that. And maybe they've not been trained really well because this is all new. And so just give a lot of patience and grace to the people you're talking to. And you might have to call up and talk to somebody else because that particular person wasn't particularly trained to answer correctly. And you might get two or three or four different answers over various phone calls. Um I hope it's going to get worked out easily. I hope that they're going to put systems in place. They need to. They will. Uh, but it's just going to take time. And it's yeah. frustrating. Everybody wants an answer right now on how it's going to work. And unfortunately, those companies got caught on the back foot because they didn't. They just didn't have the info available to them. So they couldn't train their people. Give them. It's just. It's. It's a spaghetti bowl. Right. Of stuff, and uh, it'll get sorted out. And in the meantime, it'll be a little bit annoying and frustrating as individuals to know whether or not you're going to get money back or how much is going to be forgiven and all that. Um, so if I could just encourage all of our student loan holders that are going to get forgiveness, eventually it's coming. Treat everybody else like humans. Yep. In the meantime. I agree. Is the best I can say. Well, that's a great place to wrap it up. So uh, thanks, friends. You know, the secret to wealth is very, very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.